Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include, but are not limited to, professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Viewer discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ therefore forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. All right, Tim, the question for today's episode is, if a pit bull kills someone, should the owner get the death penalty? Yeah, you know, the reason we're doing this episode is because recently a pit bull killed a five-month-old and a two-year-old, and we've been seeing, you know, more and more frequently stories in the news of pit bulls who are killing, you know, children, uh, old people. I mean, I remember a story that I saw where two like a lady was jogging with two pit bulls and both the pit bulls killed her and ate her essentially. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, it, I think, yeah, there's, I think Ali Beth Stuckey is an individual who's brought a lot of attention to this topic in general and basically describing them as vicious murder dogs. And so I think one of the arguments she made was that, you know, sheep dogs, uh, shepherd and retrievers retrieve and, you know, pit bulls essentially murder people. So, <laughs> So, I, but, but I do think, you, you know, you do have to ask the, the question when you're thinking about something like this, you have to ask the question, how many times does this need to happen before we realize that maybe pit bulls are a little bit more aggressive than other dog breeds? Uh, I think, you know, if you actually look up the, the uh, statistics about uh, dog attacks, pit bulls are far and away the leading, you know, dog that is going to attack people or kill people. And it's not even close. I mean, they... Basically, there's more pit bull attacks than you know all the other breeds combined, almost. And so it is a it is a significant problem. And then if you're trying to answer the question, what do we do about that? I think you have to go to the Old Testament law and see, you know, what does the Old Testament law say about a scenario like this? Because there are scenarios as you read through the Old Testament law that are somewhat comparable to this. And I think we have to think through some of those things and try to give a answer about what do we think should happen in a scenario like this Mm -hmm. so uh you know the primary i think passage that comes to mind is the one in exodus 21 where it talks about an ox who is basically um, accustomed to gore so there's two kind of scenarios so exodus 21 28 says that when an ox gores a man or a woman to death the ox shall be stoned and its flesh shall not be eaten but the owner of the ox shall not be liable so it's basically as a general rule, if an animal that you own kills someone, generally speaking, all other things being equal, 
the individual in question is not going to be held uh, guilty responsible. of it. Yeah. Well, I guess not, not responsible. Yeah. Guilty, guilty. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, but then, you know, the, ca- the next verse though says if an ox has been accustomed to gore in the past and the owner has been warned, but has not kept it in and it kills them, kills a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned and its owner shall also be put to death. So, so you have, you know, the first scenario is it just happens out of the blue. Mm-hmm. You can't control everything that an animal does. But then, you know, on the other hand, if, if this ox has been known to gore in the past, then you're in a bit of a different situation because at that point, then you can be charged with negligence. And so uh, what, what, what undergirds all that both of those laws, though, is that, you know, as when you invite people onto your home, into your property or the people that you're caring about, you have some reasonable standard of doing. Um, you have, there's some reasonable standard of protection that you're charged to uh, essentially follow or else you're going to be guilty of what happens. Uh, so I think what's difficult, though, is, you know, in the scenario of the ox here. You have a scenario on the one hand where like it's never happened before you're not going to be held guilty but if that particular ox is particularly aggressive then then you're going to be held held to an account but then that is a very unique situation and then you have to ask well how do you extrapolate from that general principle laws that are reflective of different kinds of scenario does that make sense yeah yeah so so imagine like for instance that an individual would keep a lion in his house. Now you're not really allowed to do that kind of thing (laughs) in most States, but I mean, if you were to keep a lion in your house uh, and someone comes over and the lion eats someone, you can't say like, well, you know, the Bible says with all animals in a simplistic way, it's just a one strike and you're out. You get one warning sign and then you're good. Right. Across all animals. Yeah. If you have the lion, for some reason, that feels different than saying, hey, you've got a beagle, right? You got a beagle, right? Because and what the difference is that you have an animal breed that is particularly violent and particularly aggressive. And, you know, what what happens in your mind is you think, well, this is a little bit different than the ox kind of scenario. So with the ox kind of scenario, you know, you don't have like... Um, man killing ox like every ox is not a man killing ox but some can be a little bit more aggressive than oh yeah than others yeah, sure yeah and so then you have some sort of standard but then if you were to imagine though you take that ox into your home and make them a pet right <laughs> someone comes into your home wearing red right i think i'm wearing a red shirt right now yeah. <laughs> someone goes to your home wearing red the ox you know the the bull charges and impales them and kills them to death that would be a bit of a different scenario than having an ox on your property somewhere who does that kind of thing. So like the issue though, is what undergirds it all is this idea of a reasonable standard of safety. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you find when you um, think about what's happening in a, in Deuteronomy 22, eight. So when you build a new house, you uh, shall make a parapet or a fence for your roof that you shall not bring the guilt of blood upon your house. If anyone should fall from it. So in that scenario, you have a different policy than the ox policy. In that scenario, it's not a, well, if someone dies the first time, they tripped accidentally, who could have known, right? Right, yeah. In that kind of scenario, what you have is you have a reasonable standard of protection to say that if you invite someone over to your house and you know they hung out on the roof, particularly at night, and someone slips and falls and dies, 
their blood's going to be on your head because you put them in an unsafe situation. So you can imagine this with different types of animals. So I, I, I uh, mentioned like the idea of if you have a lion as your pet, it eats someone. Even if you had a bull as a pet and it ate someone, you would be in a different or it uh, rammed, charged someone, impaled them, and gored them to death in your home where they're not expecting. That would be a different kind of scenario. So you're putting someone in danger. If you had a snake as a pet, like a poisonous snake. Like if your house, you invite someone over your house and you have a bunch of poisonous snake, snakes crawling over your house and they bite, you know, someone and kill them. No one is going to look at that and say, well, that's the same as, um, you know, just the dog out of the blue who just so happened to go crazy or something like that. Right? I don't even know who's going into the house with poisonous snakes everywhere. I'm not, if I know there's poisonous snakes, I'm not even going in that house because I know that something bad is going to happen out of that. That's right. That's right. Right. So no one would voluntarily enter into that scenario. But then if you were to invite someone in that scenario and as they walk in the door, they're greeted with a bunch of snakes who were strike, who strike them. It would be kind of like a surprise, like, but everyone would think that would be attempted murder, right? Yeah, that, I mean that's just like borderline comical to even think about. It's so it's so unsafe and ridiculous. Okay, so, <laughs> right. right. Well, <laughs> well, that that or the, the you know the alligator pet or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, right? hey, or, hey, you know what? There you laugh about like exotic pets, but I remember, I think I think maybe last year or maybe it was two years ago. There was a um a football coach for a a. I think the university of Texas whose wife or girlfriend or something had a pet monkey and it, oh. and it basically like bit, bit the face off of a child. I think if, right, I, so- if I'm remembering right. And, and it's like, everyone was kind of looking at that situation and saying, well, why did you have a monkey? Like right. that's not, you know, I think it was a smaller monkey, but generally monkeys are still considered to be, like pretty aggressive unless they're highly trained, you know? Right. Right. So, I mean, like we, we have a category for this. If you put someone in a situation like that and they do what animals do, then you're going to be held liable for it because you're putting them in a situation that is just abnormal and it passes like a reasonable standard of safety. So in the ox scenario, what you have is you have a reasonable standard of safety being applied to an ox. And it may be that it's so infrequent that, you don't have to worry about it that much, but you know, you do have a pretty severe one strike you're out kind of policy, but you can imagine other scenarios where like, if you don't build the fence at all, you don't have the government stepping in saying you have to build the fence or else you're going to get fined. You just have a situation where if you don't build a fence and someone trips one time, you're, you know, death penalty kind right. of issue. And that, that's the problem. So, so when you look at this kind of scenario, the, the issue t- entirely revolves around how dangerous really is this animal, mm-hmm. this pit bull. Mm-hmm. Like, should we consider the pit, like, should we consider it more like the lion or a wolf or something like that, right? right? Should we, or a snake or a, a bull pet in your house or something? Should we consider it more like that or, sh- or is this fairly domesticated? That's the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the ants, so then, you know, now, what people assume is just because it's, quote unquote, like a domesticated animal, that we're all good. Yeah. But the problem is that that, that isn't entirely self-evidently clear, you know? So, the, like, if, if uh, the bulk of your animal attacks are happening from a pit bull, from pit bulls, then it may be that at some point you say, hey, maybe we've categorized this animal wrong. Yeah. Hey, and, and by the way, I, I just out of curiosity, I pulled up 
um, the statistics for it. And this website, um, I won't, I won't put it up on the screen. I don't have it set up right now, but it's from Fui Chelli and Lee, uh, injury um, lawyers. And it says, uh, Pit bulls are responsible for the vast majority of fatalities associated with dogs. From 2010 uh, to June 2021, there were 430 fatal dog bites, with 185 of those coming from pit bulls and another 41 that were pit bull mixes. And then it says the top three breeds responsible for fatal dog attacks uh, were pit bulls with Pitbulls at one with 185 deaths. Pitbull mixes with 41 deaths. And then number three is Rottweilers with 26 deaths. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there's a so, there's a pretty big. Give me the first two. So the first first one was uh, 100 and what? 185 for for Pitbull for a and pure pit breed Pitbull. Pitbull mixes was what? 41. 41. So I mean, basically, like almost half half of them are all coming from yeah yeah from pit bulls pit bull pit bull mixes essentially yeah i mean that's crazy so i mean at a certain point you just say hey now i mean i, I don't know how many you know pit bulls are being owned throughout the whole united states or whatever else sure, i assume yeah. it, it's still relatively a rare phenomenon and you know the internet internet can exacerbate this kind of thing but at a certain point though you say well have people been warned about the nature of this breed mm-hmm Right. Yeah. Just like you might be warned about the nature of an ox. Like, so, yeah. Are, have people been sufficiently warned at this point? And at a certain point, like, I think what you should do is you shouldn't outlaw pit bulls. I hear people saying you should outlaw pit bulls. I don't think you should outlaw pit, pit bulls. I think what you should do is just say, you know, I think there's a real live debate to be said of, like, has this animal crossed the threshold of safe? And should we just change our perspective of it in general? Uh, and consider it, you know, to be on more of a dangerous side and basically say, hey, if you want to own it, that's fine. But if it kills someone, you get the death, death penalty mm-hmm. because this is no longer reasonable, you know. So it, we we thought for a while it was reasonable. Now we don't. Now we have the numbers and, to sort of tell us. Yeah. Right. Th- this is a bit different than the other ones. It's obvi- I mean, it's obviously different, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> uh, if it's accounting for half of the fatalities, give or take of all, you know, dogs, this is into a different cat it it may not be it may be that this is needs to be put in a different category right and we need to start treating it differently yeah and i guess i guess um part of the complication with a conversation like this as well is just the fact that our government is really opposed to the death penalty in general right and sure. so so part of the com- what's hard about the conversation is just the fact that there are a lot of you know pit bull lovers out there <laughs> right pit bull uh defenders right. um who who would obviously probably disagree with us and and unfortunately maybe even you know maybe like numbers don't con numbers probably wouldn't even convince them right um but then the other difficult part is just the fact that there's a lot of people who might not even be invested in the pit bull conversation one way or the other but then they are opposed to the death penalty no matter what. Yeah. And and so I think that I think that's another complication here with what I don't know that I see many people saying, hey, we need to may, maybe you see these kinds of people, but I don't normally see people saying, hey, we need to start talking about like death penalty for people who 
who have pit bulls that kill people. Well, I'm suggesting a way forward. Yeah, I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard this way forward yet, but yeah. But I mean, what was interesting about the scenario that just happened, you know, as much as it can be interesting, like a horrible situation along those lines, but um, what was interesting about it was that, you know, the dog, it spent 10 minutes killing, uh, this isn't the interesting part, but that the dog spent 10 minutes killing um, the five-month-old and the two-year-old. But what we learned about it after the fact was that apparently the dog had bitten the wife in the past. Uh, from what I understand, mm-hmm. and she was asking the husband to get rid of it, but the husband wouldn't. Oh, wow. Okay. So that would be clearly like the, that would be like clearly the straight up application. Right. Of, yeah. Like, like put the pit bull conversation aside just inherently yeah. because the dog is a pit bull. The dog is attacked more than once. Right. So if that was, if that's true, then that would be the straight up application of the principle but I'm trying to say that, that, that there's more to the principle than that. Like there's more to it than that. And what it assumes is a reasonable standard of safety. Yeah. Uh, but then I think a lot of people, what's frustrating about the conversation is that once you describe it as a dog, then people put it in a man's best friend kind of category. And because it's a domesticated dog, and then they can't conceive of the fact that dogs have different natures. And that's what's really frustrating is that that it's like there are, you know, nature factors into this it's not just a matter of nurture you can be the best animal trainer in the world mm-hmm. and you know like it, it, let's say you're the best animal trainer in the world like there's plenty of circus guys who've gotten killed by a tiger right right because nature matters and you know just to say that just because it's a dog and it looks sweet or something that it can't be more like you know um a uh, canine of a different type a wolf or something it's just naive. It's naive the way that animals work. And so nature might be factoring in to this kind of discussion in a fairly significant way. And, you know, and I would just say that, hey, you know, if you want to defend this dog to death, I mean, to the death, no pun intended. I mean, you you can. But I mean, I, I think at some at some point, um, at some point, we need to have a reasonable discussion about like, all right, if you want to own the dog, you, you own it. But if it kills someone, then. You know, are you that confident that this is a a nurture problem and not a nature problem? Are you that confident that you're going to stake your life on it if it goes that way? And, you know, if it were a snake, we would expect them to stake their life on it, Mm -hmm. right? If it were a tiger, we would expect them to stake their life on it. If it was the rampaging chimp or something, we expect them, we should expect them to stake their life on it. So, you know, animals are not, they, they do have a nature and sometimes that nature is hostile. Right. Okay. All right. Well, Fair enough, then. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.